If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. The college football experience, Oklahoma State Cowboys 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize we're giving away. Come on, join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Twenty-three season preview episode. I'm a man. I'm forty. All right, let's just get into it. I feel good about life. All right, because I like Oklahoma State. I've been to a game there at Stillwater Boone T. Pickens Stadium. We're gonna have Michael Barker come on the show, talk about his experiences there soon. Michael Barker is better known to the world as College Football Campus Tour. You're probably wondering who the hell I am, and that's fair because, uh, well, my name is Colby Swigger Dantabase Dant, aka Pick. Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. I am healthy when talking about the new Big 12, all right? Well, Big 12 is certainly healthy. Big 12 somehow is healthy. Isn't that crazy? They beat cancer. <laughs> they fucking did beat cancer. The cancer fucking beating expansion, <laughs> and they beat it. Brett Yormark's looking like Lance Armstrong with two nuts. Come on. All right, let's go. Let's go. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sad lad kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, let's get it going, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Barry Sanders, Thurman Thomas, Jimmy Johnson. Couple guys you might have heard of. Hartley Dykes. There you go. Go on and on and on. All right. A great tradition. Uh, Justin Blackman was a stud for them. You know. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Justin Blackman. Let me take a drink for old JB. What? He didn't die, did he? He didn't die. No, he's an alcoholic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, thought, I thought you were saying he died. Got kicked off the pan or the Jaguars, right? Ah, it happens. You know, Look, come bring on. Justin Blackman on. He's I, a D-Gen. Yeah, I like him. He's Shout out to like, him. Fuck you guys. <laughs> that happens. Plus that happens too. That happens too. Uh look, we are joined by I, I'm honored to have him on the show. He is a Oklahoma he, you know, he is the host of the Big 12 College Experience, which hello. McFly, you should be subscribed to, but he is also a Oklahoma State Cowboy fan, I believe. We're gonna have to deep dive on the backstory here. Give it up for Troy Tuning. How you doing, brother? What's going on, guys? I mean, first of all, it's hard not to be an alcoholic in Jacksonville. So you know, you go from <laughs> go from Stillwater to Jacksonville. You're not really setting yourself up for a bunch of success there. Uh, yeah, it's very true. That's why they put the hot tubs in the can't, end zones, right? Yeah, right. can't yeah. blame him. Yeah, definitely. Everyone's getting hammered. <laughs> I've been to Jacksonville. I was pissed. Dr- you know what? I was absolutely pissed drunk uh, in Jacksonville. At the world's largest yeah. outdoor cocktail party. Oh, yeah. surprise, surprise. Yeah. It's very hard not to be really, really drunk in Jacksonville. Um, so uh, I got to ask, I know you're the host of the big 12 experience and you got, if you're watching on YouTube, folks, youtube.com slash the college experience, you are wearing an Oklahoma state Cowboys shirt. Walk me through. I know you, you 
are a big fan of the Big Twelve. You host a, a show about it, but but at the same time. How, uh, is, are you, is this one of those things? Dad was an Oklahoma State fan, or did you? Did you? Dad, okay. Dad yeah. was. Uh, dad went to Oklahoma State, and uh, he actually played defensive line for like seven Ooh. months. Ooh. Snap! And then there he got into uh, he got into photography at the school, and ended up being one of the sideline photography guys and all that. So he was always okay. pretty close to the football team there. Boom! There we go. And what era was that? Was that less like nineties? Uh, he would have been there. No, he would have been there in late seventies, early eighties. Okay. Um, wow. That's probably the Jimmy Johnson era, right? Jimmy Johnson at Oklahoma. Jimmy Johnson was the coach. Yeah. He was like, how about them Cowboys? You're right. right? I think so. Um, wow. I mean, that's cool. You Um, got cowboy blood there, Troy. You do have cowboy blood, man. Right. Uh, Yeah. That's the the reason why I named Troy is actually Troy Aikman. So but wow. Wow. Okay. That's, that's, that's a little tough. That's a little all, tough. All there. Cowboy blood though. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. One type of cowboy. That is, that is that's, and look, uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, cause uh, I don't know how your mullet game is, but Mike Gundy, I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> speculation. The mullet is back going. Oh, he does have, Oh, Oh, look at that oh, right there. Strong as shit. Yeah, right. You got it. Well, this this is a thing happening these days, oh, yeah. right? Mike Gundy started this. I was trying to get Colby to grow it out during the, uh, should should I bring out the mullet? You bring it, do whatever the fuck you want to do, buddy. All right. I'm bringing it out for the pod. Got the mullet. Here it comes. It's going to take me. This one, this is these mullets sponsored by OAN. (laughs) (laughs) We're bringing it out. YouTube.com slash, uh, slash college experience. If you want to see, this is looking like the fucking TV show Vikings or something now. Um, Yeah. I don't have hair like that. I mean, I have hair. It's just not hair like that. But uh, you know, look, folks. If you're not watching this, I'm oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm actually a bit intimidated um, because Mike Gundy started. I don't think he realized the movement he started here. I don't think he realized that. So, uh, Mike Gundy, Mike Gunty, uh, he he enters what? I think it's like year 19 in in Stillwater, and that's a long time. That's like in, in nowadays college football. That's insane. Absolutely fucking insane. Yeah, nineteen. Who yeah. is he? The Kurt what? Ferentz and him, and that's it. Are they tied for the longest tenure? I don't know. Is... Fitzgerald, he's gone. Gone. Yeah. Yep. He's an anomaly um, almost. That's what I'm saying. FCS. Every coach is twenty year tenure here in the FBS. That thing's that's that's very rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, modern, the modern day Bobby Bowden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and you know he's coming off a tough seven and six season. I know they started out red hot a year ago. And then it came crashing down. Um, I know, you know, I feel like some people say, oh, they're tired of it. But man, just two years ago, they were in the Big 12 championship. So, I mean, weren't they uh, an inch away from the inch away from the college football playoff? You know, I don't know. I feel like you you look back at at last season, you say, you had quarterback injuries. You had not only that, you just had a lot of injuries. Um, Yeah, but, but you start out. You start at what? They were five and zero. Oh, they were six and one, and you end up uh, seven and six. That's tough. That's tough. But come on, this guy's a good coach. He's a proven winner, and I know a bunch of people left. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the portal, the offense, the defense, the special teams. Go game by game on the schedule. But uh, before, we, well, first let's Patty see what do you make of Mike Gundy? I think he's a very good coach. Um, I think. He's probably done a lot better. He's probably done as well as any coach could. I mean, I I, I think there are probably special coaches out there, X's and O's wise. He played at Oklahoma State. But in terms of what yeah. you are looking for from a coach uh, over the course of a program, that's that's kind of what you're looking for. You know, his level of production, some very elite highs, not many lows, and uh, look, he, he's he's cowboy through and through. Cowboy through and through. Uh, what, what, you, as an Oklahoma State fan, are you happy? Where, where are you at with uh, the Gundy experience? Do you want him, you know, long term for five, six, seven more years, or, or what are you thinking? You, you gotta assume that there's not too many other really great college football coaches that are gonna go out of their way to go to Stillwater, and I don't think that Oklahoma State like the amount of money you would have to drop to get somebody that would probably, you know, after two or three really good years there, they're leaving anyways. Yeah. You might as well just stick with Gundy and 
to be completely honest, I think he's a pretty dang good football coach. And if you look back at his record, he's not, I think he's won six games every year since his inaugural year. His first year, I don't think he got to six. But You're from right. that point yeah. on, I think he's, Four and I think seven, he's been year five. One. Yeah. And then he's been 500 or better every year since then. Right. That is pretty remarkable. That it's is pretty, pretty dang good. Yeah. Better that, than 500 that's why every you year. shouldn't fire ever. I know some, you know, he should have a statue built after him. Um, if you have 18 straight winning years, your job should be safe. Now, uh, like I said, statue. Yeah, statue. Yeah. Uh, Tibbin Pickens died, right? He did die. I Rest believe. in yeah. peace. Uh, but I want to say he was one of the bigger uh, proponents of firing Mike Gundy, if I'm not mistaken, or at least the chatter always seemed to revolve around the boosters well, wanting. He spent a shit ton of money. That just happens in any school, right? Yeah, he wants yeah. them to be undefeated every year. Yeah. But Gundy did what? One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, ten win seasons in eight years. Uh, you yeah. got to be happy Come on. with that. Come on. Uh, look, we're going to talk all about uh, Oklahoma State because we're going to talk about the portal, and that's such a big factor in college football these days. But before we do that, uh, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience, Oklahoma state Cowboys, 2023 season preview on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Patreon is perfect for the diehard DJ sign up for the Patreon to get access to an ex- exclusive contest, including the NFL win totals contest, a thousand dollars in first place. We're giving away for that. Plus a monthly SGP s- stories podcast. I mean, come on. Folks, we're gonna do this. Uh, we're gonna go in de- great detail on uh, you know some of our best bets. Patty C once cost me eight grand, I believe, um, <laughs> and uh, and just a lot of good stories. Mike Leach was a good friend of ours. We'll talk about that experience. We have a great Lenny Dykstra backstory that I think um, you know y- y- you might enjoy. And look, it's gonna be uncensored. Can you imagine? Patty C or CJ Sullivan tell all the stories uncensored, <laughs> uh, highlighting the best stories from decades of B and D gens. And there's even a Discord channel for it, uh, just for the patrons. So, and and uh, we gotta we gotta hit on this here. Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out their picks for free. Don't get it twisted, folks. The Patreon is just a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling because we have been independent since 2011 and rocking. I mean, I people. I I know that if you just spew that out there, people just think, oh, cool, you know. But behind the scenes, that's a lot of fucking work. That's a lot of work to stay independent. So that's essentially what that is. We're fighting corporate dollars, and we're just asking, you know, if you can help out, cool. There's a nice little place for you where we think we can. It's not just like, hey, give us money, like we're we're asking Boone T. Pickens. You know what I mean? No, we're not. We're not doing that. We're just saying, hey, there's a spot. I think you can dig the entertainment that we're going to give you, and hopefully, you can help us. Just with a small, small little, small little donation here. So look, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. All right. We are back on the college football experience, Oklahoma State Cowboys 2023 season preview episode. And Patty C, I don't know if you saw it on Mountain West, or Mountain West, uh, Big Twelve Media Day. Um, you know they were talking. You could say Mountain West, TCU, BYU, Utah—they're all in there. They used to be Mountain West. Um, That's true. But uh, they were talking. Uh, you know, I, I feel like he feels very comfortable with this team, despite a, a mass exodus. And I'm going to key in on that. Longtime starter Spencer Sanders is gone. He's at Ole Miss. Mm. Might not even start at Ole Miss. Hope hope you enjoy the bag of cash. Um, he, he might transfer again. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would fully would he be expect. able to do that before yeah. the season. Joe Burrow was a late. People don't realize Joe Burrow was a late transfer to LSU the first true. year. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, Dominic Richardson, the guy was a half yard short, I believe, if memory serves me correct. He went to Baylor. Ouch. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I, I smell a conspiracy theory. Wait, wait, wait. He was the guy that was half a yard short against Baylor, and now he's transferring to Baylor? Mm. The fix is in. I mean, fucking Ken Starr? Dude, Baylor's a sh- they've been a shady institution no, for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my- yeah, his NIL NIL deal started with yeah, that play. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go take the trash out. Oh, what's this? A hundred grand? Um <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm just joking, but obviously that's weird. Uh, nice get for Baylor, I guess. Um, running back Braylon Presley heads out to the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Interesting, going up to Tulsa. I, he, he probably watched Tulsa King. Did you watch that show? That was good. Right? I did. That was good. Old Sly. Just watched Stallone and just said, "Hey, fuck it, I'm going over there." Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, then you got uh, wide receiver John Paul Richardson heading to TCU Horn Frogs. Look, you can transfer anywhere. You're going to these five. What the fuck, man? I don't understand it. But uh, okay, let's continue on. Uh, wide receiver Bryson Green, Wisconsin. See, he goes. I'm going to go be part of the Dairy Raid offense in in Madison. Not a problem with it. Wide receiver Stephon Johnson transfers out to the Houston Cougars. I'll even give that a pass because they're in the A A the AAC. Um, Pretty that, sure he knew they were going to the. Eh, uh, still, they're not. Home. They're not rivals like. Yeah, they're not rivals. Ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wide receiver Langston Anderson's in the portal. Uh, tight end Max Mullenberger. Mullenberger, great name. He's in the portal. Uh, offensive tackle Caleb Etienne heads out to BYU. Now I'm sure he knew they were going to, but eh, <laughs> relax. All right. Uh, offensive tackle Eli Russ heads to the Troy Trojans. Patty C. Offensive lineman Casey Collier's in the portal. Defensive lineman Trace Ford. Okay. This one. <clears throat> this one, Patty C. I need a machine gun sound effect. Because Trace Ford, a four-star transfer, Patty C. He heads to the Oklahoma Sooners. Ooh, we all right. Yeah. Eight tackles, one sack. It's not like the production's irreplaceable. What the fuck, though? But the do you principle. have any fucking morals in life? No, you clearly don't. What is going on? What's going on? Blame it on. He's definitely cheating society. on his wife, right? Yeah. At some point, right? Yeah. This is this, this is definitely this is chaos here. A big red flag. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You get everything in life. It, honestly, you do a background check later in life on this guy. You got it. I, I wouldn't hire. Him. Yeah, I wouldn't hire. Him. I'd say you know unhireable. Yeah. This is one. Uh, I'm joking. You might Trace. as well be a felon here, yeah, buddy. That's what I'm saying. Just do a nice, you know, four year stint in uh, <laughs> Leavenworth. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I can't fucking believe that though. What's the world coming to? What's next? Bosworth's gonna play for the Longhorns, huh? You got yeah. Bosworth's son's gonna play for the fucking Longhorns. Um, you know, I I would I would guarantee you if they threw six figures in front of your face, Colby, you'd jump on it too. No. You wouldn't go from. I wouldn't. If Action Network said right now six figures, buddy, you drank every other weekend at JMU ECU. You're talking about how great ECU is. You come up, you party at JMU. You're like, ah, oh, this is great. You would trade, you know, your loyalties no. that quickly. No, no, no. no as no, an alcoholic, no. you would certainly trade it for a hundred thousand. There's a reason why. But uh, come on, no, 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 money is not it's just money. <laughs> I like my life. All right, I'm a man of principle. There you go. All right. Now I would transfer to every other school, just not. <laughs> The arch rival. You know what I mean? Like you say it's six figures ago. I don't know. Alabama, wherever I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Hook it up. I don't got any problem with them, but come on, the arch rival. I got what about s- what about knowing that they're leaving though? So he mm. knows they only have to play one one bedlam game and after that they're not even they're not gonna play for a decade or more. Still, that's it's an even that's, bigger wad of yeah, loogie that's what in I'm the saying. face. Like like this guy, okay, look, I don't want him harmed. But I do think his someone's just slashed his tires a couple times. You know what I mean? Have, have some flat tires. All right? The brakes are the brakes are okay. <laughs> just don't let him get started. I'm joking, Trace. The good folks in Stillwater yeah. might be taking you seriously. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Anyway, continuing on this journey, defensive lineman Samuela Tehalamaka heads to San Diego State. The Aztecs. Linebacker Mason Cobb, four-star transfer, heads out to USC. Um, number two tackler, ninety-six tackles, thirteen tackles for oof. loss, 
two sacks and an interception out the door. Ouch. Nadrian Desardere is in the portal as well. Uh, cornerback Jabbar Muhammad heads out to the Washington Huskies. Patty C. Mm, a lot of fucking names. I'm rattling six off. Six tackler yep. on the team, 48 tackles. Safety Thomas Harper heads out to Notre Dame. And Jabbar Muhammad, leader in passes defense with mm. nine last year. How's Thomas Harper? He's going to the Irish. Thomas Harper. in Ireland in like 20 days. H A R. Yeah. Pa- Harper. Harper. You Harper. Know? I'll, I'll get it pulled up. Like Harper's Ferry. Ah, number eight yeah. tackler on the team. Yeah, they're getting they're getting hit. They're getting slapped around a little bit with these transfers. Uh, safety Ken Cannon Williams also to the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Cornerback Demarco Jones to the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. The Tulsa Golden Cowboys is what they should be called. Come on. Um. All right, let's talk about what they added because that that's a lot. That's a lot that they lost right there. That yeah. is a lot. But they added Michigan quarterback, Texas Tech quarterback. This guy has been in college. I feel like since Mike Leach was still at Texas Tech, Alan Bowman, and guess what? He's he might even have another year of eligibility after this year. I know, I know that he's very excited about this get. And Bowman did put up good stats at Texas Tech. I actually think he's a better passer than Spencer Sanders, if that makes sense. But obviously, Spencer Sanders is much more agile, so he can run more. But uh, nice get there from the from the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, running back Elijah Collins coming in from Michigan State with Sparty Patty C. Nice. This is a good get here. Deshaun Stribling. Uh, I know him from Washington State. He comes in four star transfer according to twenty four seven Sports. Uh, nice get here. Also Arlen Bruce, four star transfer from the Iowa Hawkeyes, comes into Stillwater. So hitting getting some. You saw what Charlie Jones did after he left Iowa. Uh, as a wide receiver. Yeah, he had like eight billion targets at Purdue last year. <laughs> Um, UMass tight end Josiah Johnson. That sounds like a Western name. That sounds like a cowboy name. Josiah Johnson. It does. All was good in, in Stillwater until someone crossed. Josiah, Josiah Johnson. Johnson rolled into town. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then you got uh, what? I believe Leon Johnson the third transfers in from George Fox. Don't get me started on George Fox's talent. Um, Ian Endenfield the tight end. Juco transfer coming in. So they, they're going active, you know, offensive tackle Dalton Cooper, four-star transfer. Patty C started at Texas state Bobcats in San Marcos a year ago. He's coming into Stillwater. There you go. Offensive tackle. Noah McKinley from UNLV coming in. I mean, this is a crazy little portal thing that we got going here. Tulsa defensive end, Anthony Goodlow. This guy's a four-star transfer. He's very good. He, that's a good get for them. Them in Tulsa just trading players back and forth. It's all fucking Apparently. the whole state of Oklahoma is just off. I don't know what's going on in Oklahoma. Uh, Utah Tech defensive lineman Justin Kirkland coming in. Gundy always goes for these like FCS transfers too, and they're always pretty decent. Um, Tulsa linebacker transfer Justin Wright once again pretty good, nice get. Arkansas State cornerback Kenneth Harris transfers in to Oklahoma State. I think that's all. I could be wrong. Patty C, did they win or did they lose the transfer portal? You know, without, you know, knowing any of the uh, real big names that might have come over, I would say they, on the defensive side of the ball, losing three of your top eight tacklers and, you know, as is not having a ton returning lost, on defense. Right? Yeah, losing. You have to say lost, even though he probably did a great job because bringing in a guy from Dixie State and whatever that other university was, um, you know, there's a lot of question marks, but at the same time, like he does this, he's done this shit before. Yeah. You know, bringing in like an Arkansas pine bluff wide out. And all of a sudden you're like, who's that? It's a stud. So uh, Troy, what do you think? Do you think that he, that Oklahoma state won or lost the portal? I think they did an okay job of replacing some of the higher end guys that transferred out, but depth wise, and just the amount of, you know, middle range dudes that transferred out you got to say that they, the, the best they could have done was 50 50 and they didn't quite get to that. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree there. I would agree. Uh, um, real quick. Um, Alan Bowman is uh, the projected starter, correct? Yes. So he's, he's 47 years old, man. He is. He, uh, his first year was 2018. So he has been playing. Yeah. Uh, football. I want to say this is his, he beat uh, out Steve Walsh, right? Sixth year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to get retirement payouts after he's done with this. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 67% through his career, 67, uh, Alan Bowman. This is 67% completion percentage, uh, 5,329 yards, 
34 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. Now, when you compare that to uh, Spencer Sanders, 61% completion percentage, similar yards for attempt uh, adjusted and uh, regular 67 touchdowns, uh, 40 interceptions. They're pretty similar. I never have problems with look. He's going to, no matter who he puts a quarterback, they're going to be all right. You know what I mean? I just trust Gundy's system at quarterback. I mean, I I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a quarterback in college football that has forty career interceptions. <laughs> Spencer Sanders, that's a lot that's of picks. Bennett probably walking out. The no way that he get to forty. He's only true. starting for two years. That's true. But he was in college for nine. So <laughs> that's true. Maybe. Maybe over the course yeah. of the career. Um, folks, uh, look. I mean, the offense. Let's talk about this offense. Let's dive into it a little bit here because last season, forty eighth in. Uh, Scoring offense, 96th in rush offense, 20th in pass offense, total offense at 51st. 51st for old Casey Dunn. Um, I mean, let's let me let me let me just uh, key in one more thing. Let, let me like show you who is back before we we give the analysis of if the offense will be better under Alan Bowman than Spencer Sanders. But Alan Bowman is the guy who's penciled in to be the starter. Um, I know also, uh, I, re- I think I was watching the uh, spring game where the, I know they're excited about the redshirt freshman Garrett Wrangle, who's uh, back there. They also have Gunner Gundy. Don't forget about Gunner Gundy. Um, running back, though, it looks like to me, this is a little bit of a question mark because uh, Ollie Gordon is penciled in to be the guy, sophomore Ollie Gordon. They also have Elijah Collins and Jaden Nixon. Uh, so a little bit questions there. Wide receiver wise, Brennan Presley, uh, third team, all big 12, a season ago, Deshaun Stripling was a stud at Wazoo. And then Blaine green is a guy that they, they want, uh, that they're excited about. I think Josiah Johnson's coming in from uh, start tight end uh, for, for the Cowboys and the offensive line, despite the, you know, Dalton Cooper coming in from Texas state where he started 36 games at Texas state, Patty C uh, everyone else is back. Everyone else is back. I repeat. So the offensive line, I think should be pretty damn good, which is kind of why I think we shouldn't panic on the mass exodus in Stillwater. So I ask you this question, guys, will the offense be better in 2023 than it was in 22? Troy, what do you think? I'm going to have to lean with the yes on this one. I think the biggest issue with Alan Bowman is that his footwork really sucks. And he looks like an old guy trying to play with kids in college football, (laughs) but with the offensive line being, uh, uh, you know, having so much continuity and I think Oklahoma state Gundy tends to do better when he's got a stable of running backs instead of just one guy. Now, Dom Richardson leaving is going to be a huge hit. You're going to have to fill that. And it's going to take multiple guys production to get that but I've never seen them really have a problem with their running game in Stillwater. So the fact that that's probably going to be the weakest part of the offense doesn't scare me at all. You just got to hope that Alan Bowman learns how to throw a deep ball to the, to the, his left side of the field. Cause if you pay attention, he doesn't ever throw the deep ball down there to the left. He can only throw it shoulder. Mm. No, Mm, the old left. So just line up the defense on the right and this is over. Yeah, he's done. It is uh, interesting how like little mechanical things like that just yeah. haven't been worked out and they they actually make a difference in in the games. Uh let's talk about this defense because I think that's another big question uh penciled in six returning starters on the defensive side of the ball. Real quick, yeah. offensively, I mean bringing Presley back 67 uh catches, a leading receiver, pretty big. I actually think the passing of Stribling was a beast at Wazoo. Yeah, Presley's a baller. Yeah, and then Josiah Johnson, I think, might end up working out in this system. Remember, UMass they struggled to throw the forward pass, so it might might actually work out here. But between the likes of, uh, I mean, I don't know if Tatum Bell was uh, was he a, was he a uh, Mike uh, Gundy uh, guy? I think he was Les Miles. Les Miles. Okay, yeah. Kendall Hunter, obviously uh, Chuba Hubbard. The rushing production wasn't really there last year. Leading rusher, like you said, Dom Richardson, 543 yards. Spencer Sanders, the number uh, two rusher with 391. They don't have a lot of returning. Uh, I guess Ollie Gordon, the number three rusher with 308 yards is their leading returning and rusher. He's penciled and in to be the starter. Penciled in yeah. starter. Are we worried about the running game? Cause that's kind of, I a feel feeling. like they always got guys though. This offense sucked last year. You said number one fourteen, one thirteen in the nation. Uh, the offense, one, no, the offense was fifty first. Oh, yeah. offense. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. the defense. 
And yeah. the offense was obviously after Spencer Sanders wasn't playing in a bunch yeah. of the games. And I mean, Rangel looked okay, but they, they won a game against Iowa state where Gunnar Gundy threw for 103 yards. And yeah. So, he looked a little shook. No disrespect Gunnar. You know, you, I know you were a freshman last year, but you know, okay. they definitely had their yeah, struggles you, there. You, you got to kind of have both in order to run the ball in today's game with everything. So spread out. So it, it really hurt them. And, and Spencer Sanders was one of their running threats. So with him just not playing, you immediately take that away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. Cause Brian Nardo has got some work to do. 88th in scoring defense, a hundredth in rush defense, pass defense, one Oh five charting at one fourteen. Patty C. Uh, yeah. Th- hopefully you're better this year because look, you got six starters back. Um, and when you look at to me the defensive line, we need to circle this because uh, you're counting on this Utah Tech kid. And I know they're excited about. I've heard people raving about Justin Kirkland from Dixie State, aka Utah Tech, in the FCS. Subscribe to the FCS College Football Experience. I host that as well. But Anthony Goodlow coming in from Tulsa was huge. All right, this is a guy who's got 22 starts. He had a, a 113 tackles last year, um, or 113. Tackles at Tulsa, uh, but the the defensive line certainly is a little bit of a red flag. Cody Walterslide is uh is, is is who's penciled in to be a starter too. So, you know, they 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 only they got a brand new defensive line in a way. But Goodlow started at Tulsa. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit of concern there, Patty C. You all right, buddy? <sighs> Yeah. It's okay. Uh, Transitioning from malt liquor to beer here. It's a uh, you're t- fucking t- t- maniac. That's a normal thing that happens in Stillwater. <laughs> All right, you're a fucking rookie. Um, uh, I mean, you, are you a little little concerned about the D line, Troy? Uh, I'm probably more than a little concerned about the D line. I mean, you can rave about a kid and practice all you want, but this is you know the new Big Twelve, sun up to sundown. We've got football on for twelve hours a day the bright lights are shining and you know, yeah. if you're expecting him to become something like Jared verse, I think you want, might want to, you know, take a step back from that. That kind of thing doesn't happen all the goddamn time. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Jared verse, obviously Florida state coming over from Albany. Great season uh, linebacking court. I think you're excited about this because the Rove linebacker, Kendall Daniels, second team, all big 12. He's back. Oh, also Colin Oliver, second team, all big 12. He's back. Oh, Xavier Benson is back. And then you add Justin Wright who uh, started 32 games at Tulsa. So <coughs> love the linebacking core in this three, four. Um, yeah. I think you're really excited about the linebacking core. If you're an Oklahoma state fan secondary though, Colin Oliver. Good for uh, five sacks. Was he the team yeah, leader? Five team sacks. leader. And uh, well, also Justin Wright, I think at five sacks. Oh no, he had seven sacks. Oh, Justin Wright did. Yeah. At, so uh, you got two guys. They're studs. Xavier man. Benson third on the team with 76 tackles. Yeah. Lot of uh, talent coming back at linebacker. Now just one of four back in the secondary. Corey Black is uh, the w- corner that is back. They're breaking in a new corner in Cam Smith or or Kale Smith. They have two guys there uh, with the last name Smith. They also bring in the Arkansas State transfer Kenneth Harris. Maybe he gets in the safeties. Uh, although you know maybe a little inexperienced with Lyric Rawls, sophomore that's penciled him to be a starter there. So I have Ray Gay. Uh, Free safety, Trey Rucker, penciled to be a starter. He's a senior. He's played in 14 games. Uh, I don't know. Defense side of the ball, a little bit questionable. Uh, I feel like they're short on experience on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Uh, Kicker Alex Hale is also a, uh, is is not a returning starter. Um, He has played in 18 games, though. So, uh, punter Wes Paul, not a starter from a year ago. Um, but in general, I don't know. I just feel like last year they weren't as bad as their record. And I feel like Gundy's always good when you think they're going to be average. So we're going to talk game by game on the schedule, but you, we all agree that the defense still a little bit of a question mark. I, I mean, here's my thing. You can't be much worse. So I feel yeah. like it's going to improve just by the that. Only thing, right? The only thing I'm thinking is you said they were what one nineteenth in pass defense last year, and they lose three of their four secondary guys that were starting. But you know they were already pretty shitty. So I mean it can get worse, but I don't know if it's going to be something that's that big of a detriment compared to what they were last year. 
Yeah, and remember that was uh remember Jim Knowles had left for o- Ohio State and uh this is uh, you know that was Nardo you know came over from Gannon University D2 and uh uh you know first year first year getting the players familiar maybe that was some of the some of the problems they had going to so, be a transition. I want to yeah. say this uh Hale um I want to say I I read was a Luke Rosa award finalist uh a couple of years back, 2020, I'm seeing 18 to 18 in field goals, 13 of 14, uh, or 13 of 14 in field goals, 18 to 18 extra points. It's probably when, so he must have lost his job. Now he's and now getting, he's back, getting it back. Uh, they, they didn't have too many games that were close games last year, but you never know in college football the kicker is invaluable. So uh, especially in a conference where all the teams are pretty pretty close to each yeah, other, yeah, loaded fucking having conference. a good kicker could uh, be a yeah. difference maker. The most entertaining conference, I think, coming into the well, the, the, them are them are the Pac-12, which is going to be that's the Pac hilarious four. part. That's mm-hmm. the hilarious part about it is like those conferences. I think are the two most interesting. It's not right. the SEC. It's not the Big Ten. It's not the ACC. We're just talking about I the Pac-12. Five uh, preseason top twenty-five yeah. teams. They're having like their best year ever. It's like oh, it's, they're done. They're yeah. done, but uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch folks. We're going to go game by game on the Cowboys schedule. We also have Michael Barker going to join us. Talk about his experiences. Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. Talk about his experiences to Stillwater and Boonty Pickett stadium. But before we do all of that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, Oklahoma state Cowboys, 2023 season previews brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. The NFL season is right around the corner and underdog pickup is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of different markets. Plus plenty of opportunities to win their uh, daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure you enter best ball mania where first place gets $3 million. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to $100 underdog fantasy.com promo code S G P N. All righty. We are back and hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. If not subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be found. But you would see this sweet ass Oklahoma State Cowboys graphic, and you see that win total sitting up there in the top right hand corner. Six and a half wins, Patty C. The uh, disrespect. It is disrespect. Uh, I mean, I I lean over just off looking without looking at the schedule. I'm like, no, come on, it's Gundy. Worst case scenario, you go six and six, but I I don't think that's happening. I I I I have faith. That he'll hit the over on that. Now of let's course. let's dive into it. But you agree, right? Six and a half. You would lean over. I would lean over, and you know, at a at a later point, or or we could do it now. I want to talk about their future within the Big Twelve, and essentially that they have a winning record historically against every team that will be in the Big Twelve, potentially long range, long term. The class of this conference. Do they have the winning record against Colorado? Oh, Colorado is coming uh, back to the Big Twelve. You're right, twenty and twenty six. Very sneaky. Very sneaky. Very sneaky. Uh, but of the current Big Twelve teams that are remaining in the Big Twelve, they do have a winning record against those. So okay. we'll see. Either way, uh, I think based on uh, Gundy's history, six and a half is a bit of a slap in the yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, Troy. I mean, without diving into the schedule, when you just see six and a half, you're just thinking blindly over, right? You're thinking at least six and six in a bowl game with a chance to win that, but like we were just talking about, when's the last time Gundy hasn't gotten to seven? He he just yeah. he reels that number out year after year. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I will say this: while he hits seven a lot, he gets it in the bowl sometimes. Well, and I actually wouldn't count. You, right. I wouldn't you That'd wouldn't be, cash it for the bet? You wouldn't cash you it for would the hit bet? Beyond yeah, because it's a regular season bet. But so. um. Oh, I feel pretty good about this. Let's and, and let's talk about this schedule because we're j- jumping in right now. Yeah. The first thing that I see, this is a genius schedule. You got to be thrilled if you're an Oklahoma State Cowboy fan because the first thing I notice, there's no Texas Longhorns, which I guess actually you're probably pissed because they fucking destroy Texas. Gundy's got a great record against Texas recently, but okay, you don't have the yeah, Texas. There's Longhorns. no Texas schools. Yeah. Period. Well, That's yeah. got to be like the first time yeah, they got uh, Houston on there. Oh, oh, no, yeah. none of the traditional yeah, Texas. Schools. Yeah, but look, there's no Texas, there's no Texas Tech, there's no Baylor, there's also uh, who am I missing here that's not on the schedule? Isn't there one more? TCU, yeah, TCU. Yeah, TCU. That you gotta love that because TCU obviously played in the national championship. Texas projected to be first, but like I like I said, maybe you want Texas on the schedule because of Gundy's success against them. 
but uh, Texas Tech's supposed to. Some people have them as a team playing in the Big Twelve Championship. Baylor recently played in the Big Twelve Championship just two years ago. Lost a lot of close games a years a year ago. So you gotta like that, right? Uh, from a schedule standpoint. Absolutely. All right, let's get into this because week one, Central Arkansas, the Bears coming into town. FCS. By the way, I think they're gonna be pretty good in the FCS. Keep an eye out on that. But uh, you know, Oklahoma State should handle Central Arkansas. Patty C, want to know? Central Arkansas was good for a five and six record in the they FCS. Rated the portal though. They they're gonna be good this year. I'm gonna in give the it UAC. to uh, yeah. the Cowboys. Uh, Troy, what are you doing yeah, here? This, this is a this is a win for Oklahoma State. I think this is a the talent is just a little too low. Where Alan Bowman will probably look like he's a pretty dang good quarterback this week. Yeah, should be should be a fun. I mean. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. In Stillwater, come on, they're gonna they're gonna blow them out probably. Even though I think Central Arkansas will be decent in the FCS. Uh, week two, they head to Tempe, the desert. But guess what? Everyone's talking about Colorado having seventy-five new players. Oh, Arizona State's got like fifty-three. I feel like uh, Kenny Dillingham era entering in Tempe after Herm Edwards. As much as I traditionally hate taking teams in the desert in Tempe, I just expect this to be a a, a tough year. Especially in September and October, you know, you're finding out your coach's identity. What do you likes on offense, defense? Who's your guys with bringing in that many transfers? I I think Oklahoma state goes to two and oh, Patty C you're right. Live bullets with a brand new coach and a brand new system is vital. And they're not going to have many of those to figure out who they are. You can practice a million times, but until you're in a game situation, it's still too early. Does Arizona state lose a little mojo going from sun devil stadium to mountain American stadium? Yes, that's fucking bullshit. Not quite yes. as intimidating to go to Mountain that, America. I, every time they try these with these names, did this with North Texas Stadium too. It's out. Of, yeah, get out of here with that nonsense. Toronto uh, Cowboys. Troy, September 9th, Tempe, Arizona. Is Oklahoma State going to go into Sun Devil Stadium and get that dub? Yeah, it's a little too early in the year for Arizona State to have enough continuity here to uh, for me to want to you know, even lean anywhere in that direction. I think this is probably a pretty comfortable Oklahoma state win. And this is a big 12 matchup. Now we got a big 12. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like Colorado, future rivalry. Yeah. It's like Colorado TCU. we got big 12 matchups happening. Boom. Um, two and oh, and then this is the sneaky one to me. Watch out because South Alabama was pretty damn good. And me and Patty C watched them come to the Rose bowl and really, really should have beaten UCLA. They were the better team the entire day. Yeah. And it's questionable clock management, questionable coaching calls Very much in the so. final couple minutes, South Alabama, in my opinion, should have won that game. So watch out. This is a game they could lose, but it's in Stillwater. I still favor Oklahoma state, but it's dangerous. How do you see what are you doing here? Yeah. Like you mentioned uh, South Alabama, the one point loss at UCLA four point loss against a 12 win Troy team. They were good. They're and good. Now that Ginorius Johnson's gone though, right? <laughs> they can't, they yeah. can't get over Ginorius. Uh, but look, um, so in the regular season, ten and two with two very close losses against two very good teams, can't be slept on. We know uh, it's a, probably a sore subject, but Oklahoma State did lose that home against who was it? Uh, uh, Bowling Green? No, Oklahoma no. State. Who who'd they take the uh, historic L two with the uh, pitches? Uh, oh, Central Michigan. Central Michigan. Oh, that was wild. Yeah. So against yeah. these good group of five teams, you gotta be uh, you gotta be careful. Still, I'm gonna get give it to the Cowboys. Troy, what what do you got here? Three and zero. Yeah, I have them. Um, I have them at three and zero here. I uh, I do think this is probably the closest of their non-con games that they're uh, uh, going to be playing against. I don't think they quite have enough to win against Oklahoma State and Stillwater, but I do have them at three and zero here. Yeah, three and zero, and then this is to me where the schedule gets even more hilarious if you're an Oklahoma State fan because I had this as a flat-out loss. Uh, going into Ames on September 23rd, where Oklahoma State historically has, has struggled in Ames. But you got this gambling shit going on in Ames, uh, where where uh, you know now you have this situation. And by the way, I saw you call for this. And then uh, I gotta think a lot of their players are still going to be suspended for this game. So I actually kind of lean Oklahoma State now. Wait, is it more than Decker? I, I think it's more than Decker's. I, wow. I I just don't think we know the information yet. Wow. Um. Uh, do you have any uh, insight on that? And uh, so the this was something that I was talking about on our, yeah, our Big Twelve right? Experience show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, 
supposedly there was a bunch like 20 to 30 of the football players were meeting with the athletic yeah. director. Oh my God. That's yeah. what I heard and then, too. And then the Hunter Decker's news dropped and I was like, oh, this just seems more like domino one of multiple. Yeah. This is, this is what I mean. And, and I, look, I don't know how long these suspensions will be. We haven't seen, it's not like the NFL. We haven't seen the NCAA had to, to confront these things. Some people say Hunter Decker's might be done playing college football. Some say it might be a three or four game suspension. I have no idea. The NCAA seems powerless these days, but obviously I think this is something that could merit a long suspension that could be seasoned. You know, unfortunately I was locking up the over on Iowa state. If you go listen to our Iowa state preview, I am no longer locking up the Iowa state it over should be voided. Vegas yeah, shouldn't yeah. void it. Um, as a courtesy, I lean Oklahoma state, I guess with it, with it being unknown. Now, if you tell me hundred deckers and, and the, and the gang's going to be there, I would take Iowa state, but right now five and, or four, four and oh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Troy, what, what are you doing here? I even have it. If, if for some reason, this is like the first game that Hunter Deckers is playing. I don't think that's enough. I think you need a couple of those warm up games to come into week one in the league. I think Oklahoma state does get this one just because of what's going on in Ames. Four and oh, for the Cowboys, they go into the bye week on September 30th. That's a little concerning, a little early bye week, but uh, September, or I'm sorry, October 6th on a Friday night. Love these weeknight games. Um, Wow. We got a, we got, we got a, we got a, a banger, a doozy. Now last season, Kansas state won 48, nothing in Manhattan. Um, that was a Gundy game though. I don't think Spencer Sanders played. If memory serves me correct. I could be wrong. Still 48, nothing's 48. Yeah. Nothing. Revenge spot. Patty C they upset the Kansas state wildcats. No, Troy, <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking here? I have this one as a flat up loss. I don't, I think Kansas mm. state is the class of the conference this year. Mm. Okay. So I I'll be the only one sitting here five and out. <laughs> All right. Now, however, you give Jalen Daniels and Lance Leipold coming in town. I expect a lot of fireworks. Give me a 51 48 Kansas Jayhawk win in Stillwater on October 14th. And I got him going to five and one Patty C. What do you got going here? Uh, look, Kansas kind of rocked them in Lawrence last year, 37, 16. This time they get them in boom pickings. Am I feeling generous? Not really five and two, five yeah, and I, two. Okay. I've got, I've got this one as a loss myself too. I've got both Kansas schools beating Oklahoma state this year. Sorry. Ooh. I guess that makes them four and yeah, two. I was about to say something's you not got right them five there. and one. Yeah. Five and one. Now they head October 21st. They head to Morgantown. This is that strange road trip. It's not as strange anymore with them adding UCF and stuff and Cincy, but still, um, has I feel like Oklahoma State plays well in these though, don't they? Uh, they don't. I don't think they're as good as Oklahoma when it comes to beating West Virginia. But I mean, they when it's Dana Holgerson, they were they were a little bit more hyped up to play after he had left the school. But you know, I really don't. I don't think too much is scary with Neil Brown's team, to be completely honest. Nine and five all time in this series. Mm. Um, looks like uh, the last time they played, West Virginia got the better of them last year. All right, I'll t- in, in that was in Stillwater. No, too, no, no. Huh? Uh, in Stillwater, what no, was this it? is no, in Morgantown won't. though. Yeah, let's see, Morgantown. I think they've they've won most of them. They've. Oklahoma State has Oklahoma State's one. All right, I'm taking it for a dub. Let's go. I was about to say. I was about to say this could be, but Neil Brown. I have no idea. West Virginia is like a mystery team. Well, I'll say this: between Kansas, Kansas State, and going to West Virginia, they're going to get one of those. So, I mean, five and two. Uh, I got him. I got him. What six and one, buddy? Right, six and one. Troy, what do you got happening in Morgantown? It sounds like you have the Cowboys coming into Morgantown and, and handing out an L to uh Yeah. Yep. I've got them at I've got them at five and two. I've got them possibly ending Neil Brown's West Virginia career here this week. Whoo, I like it. And then Halloween, homecoming. Cincinnati Bearcats are coming to town, Patty C. No one's giving your Bearcats any respect. No, they are not. And neither am I. <laughs> Give me the Cowboys in this one, yeah. six and two. Wow! So I got I, I think you're right. Seven and one for me. Seven and one, maybe six and two. That West Virginia game is a little sneaky to me. Uh, what do you got going on here with the Bearcats coming to town, Troy? I uh, 
I'm not respecting too much out of Cincinnati year one for Satterfield either. Uh, I've got Oklahoma State winning this game, and then it gets a little fishy here once you get to that six number. Well, yes, you get to November fourth, Bedlam in Stillwater for the final time. Gandhi said they they oh they're open to scheduling the game. Guess what? We're not because we're not the ones leaving the conference. Respect, Mike Gundy. Um, there's no way this is happening. There's no way. They're gonna lose. They're not losing. They Oklahoma. always lose. To not Oklahoma. this time. Not they, this time. They buddy. do lose to them a lot. Not this time. This is the uh, one. Nineteen and ninety-one all time. Nope. Not here. Too much at stake. Too much at stake. I wish. I, I, look, I'm Cowboys. Gonna, How I, about them Cowboys? Uh, if there was a time to catch Oklahoma, now would be it. But last year was the time to catch Oklahoma. And they still lost by two touchdowns. Well, they beat them last time in Stillwater. Did they? Yeah, man. You know, maybe I would love to see it happen. Surprise me, but I'm t- I'm giving you an L here. Not me, Troy. What do you got? You're wearing that shirt. Don't make me. Don't make me call someone over there. Burn that fucking shirt. Uh, I'll tell your dad. You know what I mean. I'll, I'll do whatever I gotta do. What do you? Who's who's winning this game, buddy? I uh, originally I had Oklahoma down as a as a loss for Oklahoma State here, but without them getting to play Texas and their only send off game being this last Oklahoma uh, big middle finger, I think they might be able to sneak this one out. I think I'm going to change and give my Cowboys a win here. Yes, that'd be sweet as hell. How about them Cowboys? Let's go. Uh, yeah, so you got them. What seven and one? What? Eight and one? Eight and one right now? Dang. You got them. Uh, seven got and two. Em. I got them. Yeah, six I got and three. Losses. Here's where it comes crashing down because nobody goes into the moon bounce and gets a dub on November 11th. Gus Malzahn's too much, and UCF gets that dub. Eight and two, Patty C. This is a fun game. We're gonna see how UCF squares up against uh, you know one of the class teams of the Big Twelve um, at home, especially. Flip a coin. I'll say this: between this game and next game, both of them on the road against uh, former American Conference teams, um, there's one loss. But I'll give them the win here. Okay. Wow. What do you got going on here at the Moon Bounce? I got. I've got the meth heads and the bath salts just being uh, too pumped up here <laughs> down down in Orlando. <laughs> Uh, this might be a game that I try to get down to this year, but I, I do have UCF beating them. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's my second loss. Is that, that third loss for you, Troy? That's three for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now back to back away. They head to Houston, Texas, take on the used car salesman, Roy Munson, 2.0 Dana Holgerson. This is the one, this is the one you ready for this prediction. What do you got? 58 to 55. Houston wins. All right. I'm on Pulls board. off the upset. Holds <laughs> off the upset. That's the third loss on the season for the Cowboys. What are you doing here at uh what do they call in the stadium now? It's like R D T D E C U, some shit like that. Yeah. It's got ECU in it. Yeah, touchdown ECU. They're still trying to be. We we go in there and beat them so many times. Uh uh, so what do you That's an idiot right there. They, they, really, the, the wrong team in the Big Twelve. All right. So, uh, what, what's going on on November eighteenth, Troy? You got them going into Houston and getting the dub. I do. I have them going down to Houston and getting the dub, and this cashing the over for me right here this week against old uh, old offensive coordinator Dana. Mm, mm, yeah. So wait, I have them at eight wins. So I'm I'm already I'm at eight and three right now. So I have them a game and a half over the over. You have them now at what? Oh, I guess when I switched yeah. to Oklahoma, yeah, that would yeah, you're been at win number seven. Yeah. So I'm at eight. Patty C, what do you have in there? Uh, I'm going to give them the L against Houston here. So that puts them at seven and four. But either way, you're on the over. And now they're home to Kalani Sataki. And I know, you know, you throw out that name in Stillwater, they probably think it's an appetizer at a, at a sushi restaurant. <laughs> no, no. All right. Uh, look, Kalani Sataki, BYU Cougars. It was an interesting, interesting rivalry. Oklahoma game. State might be the furthest west you can go without starting to have some serious uh, Polynesian influence on your team. Maybe they need to go out to Hawaii, take a take a hard ticket out there to Hawaii, <laughs> and uh, and get them some Polynesians. Oh, well, oh wait, wait, pump well, up the uh, recruiting. Well, wait, wait, hang on. You can't just you can't just uh, throw, yeah, throw, throw that, that one out here. Well, I'll say this: BYU makes makes the effort to get to Hawaii, and it pays off. And let me tell you what, it's going to pay off in this game because BYU is going to come to Stillwater and get the W. 
BYU upset. I could see that happening, but I think they might have the conference. So hear me out here. I think this is going to be a chaotic season in the big 12. Yeah. I think, you know, I have them losing to Kansas, UCF and Houston. They still might be able to play for the big 12 championship. If they win this, they beat BYU and there's a crazy tiebreaker scenario. Nine and three, huh? Nine and three. Uh, Troy, what do you got going on here in Stillwater? I, uh, I think the, the only thing that's that far West that's in Stillwater is the Eskimo and the Eskimo Joe's logo. Besides that, it's, <laughs> <laughs> There's a different kind of native that they find in that area a little That's bit right. more, maybe a little more drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> hey, cheers to that. Yeah, dr- <laughs> yeah. Come on here. Uh, look, so I've you- got the. Uh, oh, I've got the. I've got the Cougars winning this one. I have this as a straight fifty-fifty on my schedule. I don't. I think it could go either way, but I do have BYU winning this one. So he's got him eight and four. I got him nine and three. You got him. Seven and five, but really it leaned to almost eight and four. Two straight games against the, the Cougars. Here. Two straight. You're gonna. They probably beat the Cougars one of those two games. Maybe eight and four is the play. Either way, the over is the play. A lot of cats in the. Uh, That's right. In the, but I'm on the over too. We're all three on the over, even though we all see different seasons Wild from them. Wildcats, Bearcats. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. Look and uh, yeah. I mean, they got to beat Oklahoma. All right. I don't care if you go one and one and eleven. You got to be Oklahoma, all right, um, folks. Before we were all on the over. Before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with College Football Campus Tour, aka Michael Barker, who's been to every single stadium, by the way, uh, to talk about his experiences to Stillwater. And I have been to the stadium too. It's a great stadium. Uh, here is that interview right now on the College Football Experience, Oklahoma State Cowboys 2023 season preview is none other than the king of college football stadiums, aka. College uh, Michael Barker, which you know, aka the College Football Campus Tour, not the, but you know what I mean. He's on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour, folks. Make sure you give him a follow because Michael does unbelievable work. Uh, he posts the photo of the game. He's been to every single FBS stadium, every single one, right? Most of the FCS, and he goes to like five or six or seven games a week. Shit! Last year, I think he he, he went to one, uh, three games in one college football Saturday. Uh, absolutely unbelievable page. Anyone that loves stadiums or college football I, in general, you're just gonna love the page. Even in the off season, he's doing work visiting these stadiums. Uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk about Boone Pickens Stadium. Yeah, thank you for having me. And you know, when people see me at a game in the crowd, they just say, "Are you the campus tour guy?" So you know, whatever name people want to call me by, it's cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a BPS boom picking stadium. One of the oldest FBS stadiums. So uh, very excited to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm Google. I mean, I've been to the stadium and I had uh, one of the things that stood out to me. I know we, we happened to be at the same game, but we didn't know each other at the time. Um, but one of the things that stood out to me when I went to this game was how close it is to the field. Absolutely awesome fan experience. In my opinion, uh, tell me about the history of this place. So it opened in 1919 uh, with a original capacity of 8,000. It was named Lewis Field all the way until 2003. Uh, Boone Pickens, you know, one of the richest guys out there, donated $165 million to Oklahoma State. So uh, that gets your name on the stadium. Uh, one of the or the record crowd that they've had is uh, it currently capacity is 60,000. The record crowd was. 60,218 versus number three Baylor in 2013. And they thrashed them 49 to, to or Oklahoma state thrashed Baylor 49, 17. So huge uh, win there. And one of the uh, casualties of realignment here is that when Oklahoma leaves the sec or for the sec next year, the bedlam series is not going to be continued. And there's one more chance to see that rivalry game, November 4th uh, at Boone Pickens. So anybody that hasn't been to that one, uh, that's your last opportunity. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's, that's the disgusting part of realignment is losing the, the Colorado, Nebraska's the Pitt, West Virginia's and now bedlam, another uh, casualty to this nonsense. I mean, look, that that game's got to stay on the schedule, man. It's got like, figure this out. All right. Figure this out. Um, 
And I guess Oklahoma State fans are in the right to say no. Well, Oklahoma, I, I heard, I heard, uh, you know, uh, their coach talk about it at, at Big Twelve Media Day. Uh, Gundy, he said like they elected to leave. They don't want to play us anymore. And I'm like, you know, he's got a point. He's got a point. This is the balls in Oklahoma's court. All right, because Oklahoma State, they didn't do anything wrong here. Um, but wow, I mean, how many times have you been here, man? So I've been there twice, and just to kind of branch off what you're saying. It's, it's going to be hard to believe that Oklahoma is going to play an SEC schedule and then agree to play an out-of-conference game against Oklahoma State. You know, a lot of, a lot of SEC teams do not necessarily play big-time opponents in out-of-conference because their in-conference schedule is so competitive. So this is going to be on Oklahoma to see how much uh, they want to try to bite off immediately. So hopefully it works, but you're right. They're the one who left the conference. Uh, been to two games. You mentioned the one that we were both at where, you know, before we knew each other in 2020, that was a COVID game. Uh, last year I went and it was part of a two for one with Arkansas. And so at 11 a.m. in Arkansas, about two hours, 15 minute drive to Stillwater and caught a night game against uh, Arizona State. And it was a sellout like usual. And what's cool, it was they striped the, the crowd. And the, some of the photos I took that night are my favorite that I have. It's, uh, you know, you will see like uh, Tennessee have the white and the orange, and we'll see Michigan State with the green and the white. This was three colors. It was orange, white, and black. And just the visuals there were amazing. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, Oklahoma State won 34 to 17, started raining in the fourth quarter. People are just celebrating in the rain. So great experience. I know they have a Friday night game. Again, uh, October 6th versus Kansas State. So I may be heading out to that one because travelers are always looking for P5 games on a weeknight. But this is a great place. And especially to be able to replace the COVID game in 2020 with a authentic sellout experience at Boone Pickens. You mentioned how close the, the fans are to the crowd. There's that giant brick football facility in one end zone and they got the big scoreboard there. And that just encloses it and makes it feel like um, just every, the crowd is right on top of you. So this is an underrated stadium and one that I highly recommend. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my, my time there too. Uh, folks, everyone get out there and give Michael a follower at CFB campus tour. I'm telling you it, it will, it, the page will not disappoint you. It does fantastic work. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on to talk about Boone Pickett stadium. And maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll be there again, <laughs> even though this time we'll be able to share a beer or something, man. And, uh, and watch, watch some good old football, man. Yeah. We might've been able to do this three years ago. So yeah, hopefully <laughs> we can uh, catch a game there soon, but thank you for having me as always. Anytime brother. Take care, man. Michael Barker, Michael Barker. I mean, look, Boone T. Pickett Stadium, Patty C. I've been there. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, Troy, you been there? Only once. Yeah, it's a great stadium though. I love how close it is. It feels like you're on top of it. It's great college football experience oh, feel. It's right. a beautifully symmetrical stadium. One of those well-built ones. I, you know, look, there are these stadiums that you could see the backside of the bleachers, and to me, they look a little cheap. You know, T. Boone Pickett Stadium has that. I believe the brick facade. I don't know. I have yeah, to take a look enclosure. at enclosure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful, it looks good. Yeah. It's good. So uh, yeah, we're all on the over with Oklahoma state. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Let's go. Uh, Troy, appreciate you hopping on the show. Folks, everyone go follow the big 12 experience. They go way deeper. They go deeper talking about, and then all three of them, the host of the college or the big 12 college experience, uh, you know, they're all conflicted. I feel like when's, a couple West Virginia guys, a guy that uh, what his family's uh, Iowa State fans, he's got other families BYU fans. It's all over the place, and it causes it's good. It's good drama. It's good entertainment. And uh, folks, subscribe to the Big Twelve Experience. What do you what do you get all the uh, Big Twelve? Uh, yeah, what do you think about the new teams well, coming in? Uh, huh? what, what do you call it? The the, the truck stop uh, truck stop conference is that truck stop conference? I like it. I like it. I say lean into that. Yeah, buddy. Lean into you that. You guys got the truck stop mojo going. You know, flaunt flaunt the uh, the, the mullet, the Mountain Dew look. Yeah, the Mountain yeah, Dew. Let's look. go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, everyone, you can give uh, Troy a follow uh, if you're watching on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash The College Experience uh, at Troy Tuning. That's C H E W N I N G Tuning. So for the whole entire feed, it's at T R O Y C H E W N I N G. 
Give him a follow. All right, and check out the Big Twelve uh, college experience because they talk Big Twelve football, basketball, baseball. It's it is legit. And uh, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. Uh, you can give me a follow on Twitter at the Colby D. The college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Check it out, folks. And uh, yeah, check out the other feeds. Obviously, the college basketball experience. I like. Oklahoma State's basketball, you know, they got screwed over by the NCAA, but they're bouncing back. Uh, also, the uh, the FCS college football experience. Maybe you want to learn about Central Arkansas. All right, you can do it right over there. So check out that. Also, the college baseball experience. Oklahoma State keeps a good baseball program. Check out that as well. And the Big 12 experience. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Get the SGPN app for free in the App Store and Google Play Store. We're not trying to take your money. Check out, uh, we just had Phil Steele on the show. Talking college football. Check out that episode. We got, I think we got Randy Cross penciled in for this week. Talking oh. a little more ball with Super Bowl champ Randy Cross. Um, check out all that. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast as they break down all 32 NFL teams. If that's your cup of tea. And uh, folks, we will be back. You know, we're breaking down all 133 college football teams. So we're going to be back soon with just another football team. There's a solo podcast reaching every team in the land. So check us out. Folks, this is the college football experience. Oklahoma State style. Go pokes. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.